Hello everybody and welcome to Homeschool Weirdos. This is episode 12, or no, yes, yes, 12. Almost lost track of my own episodes there. Um, episode 12, and I'm going to be continuing my series on Frankenstein. I hope this series has been helpful and I'm going to try to maybe get through the entire book um, because it seems like a pretty good series so far. And if anybody has suggestions on books that I should do next, or if I should do more books, um, I'd be happy to hear it. So, thank you. So, we can just get right into it, um, starting where we left off. Um, if you don't know where we left off, go listen to the last episode. It'll be titled, um, Under Frankenstein. So, right, Victor and Elizabeth were raised together without even a year of an age gap. And he says that they never argued or anything. Their personalities had a perfect contrast that brought them closer because, you know, opposites attract and everything. Elizabeth was calm and concentrated, but Victor, he's a really driven guy and deeply smitten with the thirst for knowledge. She filled her time with poetry and walking around their little Swiss house, viewing the mountains. Um, Elizabeth would watch the seasons change, the silent winters and the life during summer. So... I can kind of already tell that she's like a quiet, observant kind of girl. The kind of person that you can sit with and do nothing. And Victor, on the other hand, is interested in those things, but he's more interested in why those things happen. Why did the season change? Why does everything in nature happen? He needs to know. He says the world was a secret which he desired to know the answer to, and that curiosity was the earliest sensation Victor remembers having. That's interesting. Um, I don't really remember the first sensation I felt. Um, maybe just, like, routine? Like, I felt, like, comfortable with the routine I had? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, when his parents had another child, who was younger than Victor by, like, a whole seven years, they gave up on their wandering lifestyle, and they decided to settle down in their native country. They got a house in Geneva, Switzerland, and also a place in Belle Reve, which was further from the city. They stayed more often in Belle Reve, and the lives of Victor's parents were often lived in the city. <laughs> I just got so mixed up there. Um, they stayed more often in Belle Reve, right? Because um, who would want to stay, like, close to the city? I mean, unless you're, like, a city crawler. I don't know what they're called. Um, so, Victor's parents lived their lives in seclusion. It was kind of in Victor's nature to, like, avoid crowds and only have a few close friends because, like, his personality just allowed that for that to happen, which means he was kind of like an outcast to his classmates. But he did have a best friend, Henry Clerval. Henry was a son of a merchant. He read books of romance and danger. He made songs about heroes and wrote stories of knights. And he also tried to put on, like, plays um, and make all of his friends, like, act in it. So he was definitely a dreamer, dreamer kind of guy. Um, Victor believes that he was the happiest child who ever exist. He thinks, he says, no human could have passed a happier childhood than myself. Like, geez, um, okay, thanks. The best childhood, he claims. His parents were not his enemy and rather the creators of all things him and Elizabeth enjoyed. That's really, really nice. I like that he, like is so grateful like that he was so self-aware he had the opportunity to be grateful for it when he met other families he knew just how lucky he was with his which is good feeling you know gratitude 
um, Victor's temper was sometimes violent, and his passions were very passionate. But by some miracle, he didn't end up a violent, mean, confused child. Instead, he put those feelings toward his eager desire to learn. So he took all of that, like, pent-up anger or whatever was going on with him, and he put it towards something else, which is kind of a good coping mechanism. Great on him. Um, so yeah. Um, but he didn't really want to learn everything. He wasn't very interested in language, um, government, or politics. It was the secrets of the heavens and earth that he wanted to know. Whether it was the physical substance of those things or the spiritual mystery. So, like, he really just needed to know. He was a very curious person. In the meantime, Clerval occupied his time with the moral dilemmas. He wanted to be famous and go down in history for being an adventurous man. The saintly soul of Elizabeth was worshipped in their home. The way Victor talks about her is just lovely. By the way, he's like so obsessed with her like the way he like describes her um vibe is amazing he's like the living spirit of love to soften and attract subdue me to a semblance to her own gentleness gentleness it's so nice um so she kind of gave him like a she she gave clerval clerval Clerval, the um i say clerval but his name is actually henry i'm just calling them by their last name it's a little bit easier um because that's how he refers to them in the actual book so but she told she she showed him how to do the things that he did with the goal of making himself and others better and like she made that clerval's goal for what he did because she showed him that like kindness was kindness is better than anything else um so look at that miss miss elizabeth showing everyone her uh her kindness and whatnot she's spreading kindness live laugh love spread kindness so victor kind of mentions how much he likes thinking about his childhood i mean up until the point where um he had started becoming self-conscious and gloomy and all of that but besides that um he also draws a picture for the steps which led to his tale of misery um that he's about to tell us um birthed from passion and destiny uh he kind of as he says swept away all my hopes and joys um so positive he's so positive guys honestly um natural philosophy is something that he really liked um he really wanted to learn about it so when he was 13 he went to a um a trip with his family and um they had to stay inside for a whole day because of the weather um which totally sucks when you're on vacation but in the house they were staying and he found a volume of the works of cornelius agrippa He opened it kind of not caring, um, just kind of like reading whatever book he could find. But he ended up finding something that he loved. Um, The theory which he attempts to demonstrate and the wonderful facts which he relates soon changed this feeling into enthusiasm. So he really, that's what he said, end quote. Um, That's what he felt about the book. Um, He felt as if a new light had come into his life and he was 
so excited he told his dad about it and his dad was like uh whatever bro oh my god um that's cornelius agrippa it that's trash don't waste your time and if victor thinks that if instead of saying that his father had actually explained why it was bad um then he would have actually thrown the book aside and like went on to um greater things and continued what he was already studying instead of like stopping everything to study this one thing that was actually trash but his dad never told him why um things would have you know turned out a little bit different for him um it was even possible that his train of thought would have never went to the thought that ruined his entire life and um i mean it's kind of not fair to like blame his dad for that but i guess if you really trace it all the way back it could have been different if his dad had had sat down with him and told him why cornelius agrippa was not a good idea blah 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 um so when victor came home his first um project was to gather all of the works of this author and afterwards of paracelsus and albertus magnus so he read all of these um and he thought that they were treasures that only he knew and nobody else read and um i know we all love that like having a like a like an artist and you're like oh my god i have to listen to all of the all of this person's songs and then you're like nobody else knows this it's so underground that that's that's totally me (laughs) but um he yeah he basically just went into intense studying mode got all of that um yeah (laughs) he was kind of obsessed i'm not gonna lie and then victor goes on to explain why he had to pursue the creation of life he had been completely unsatisfied with the scientific training he had already had but it had not quenched his thirst for knowledge much of this refers to scientists of old and how little they really knew or could figure out about nature and victor wants to know more than those books he was reading but he found books written by men who knew more he believed every word they wrote and became their disciple victor was mainly self-taught in regard to his favorite studies though his father was not scientific and victor was left to figure it out on his own victor says he thinks it'd be super cool if he could make man immortal to all deaths except for violent ones obviously he's like this is what he says he's like um wealth was an inferior object but what glory would attend the discovery if i could banish disease from the human frame and render man invulnerable to any but a violent death so he kind of just wants to like solve all of the world's problems other than like hunger and homelessness and all of these things that are a little bit more um plausible to actually solve uh because humans are made to die they they're not supposed to be immortal that that's a whole different thing though um but these were not his only ideas he wanted to raise ghosts and demons and speak with them now you can hear he's getting a little bit crazy but that's not as crazy as he gets in this book it gets so much worse i swear um but when he failed to talk raise these ghosts or demons he actually blamed it on the fact that he was inexperienced not the fact that the people who were writing the books he was reading were just completely nut jobs and didn't know what they were talking about he blamed himself um so for a while he was kind of just like 
thinking about a bunch of different theories and ideas and contradictory um, systems and all of these things not finished like it's like having a thousand unfinished theories and trying to put them all together and he's like he has like so much knowledge but in different places and he's just trying to like you know put it all together with his imagination childish reasoning blah 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 um till an accident changed the current of his ideas all right so now he tells a story a little flashback era um when i was about when i dang um when victor was about 15 years old um he moved to their house moved to the house in bell reeve like they completely moved there instead of the other house that they had um where they saw a really bad thunderstorm um he stood in the door frame just like kind of watching when a tree caught on fire because it was struck by lightning and then the next morning they found the tree shattered in half and he says I, ha- I never beheld anything so utterly destroyed. Before that, he was not very familiar with the laws of electricity. So, I guess this was kind of like the start of something big for him. It seemed to him as if nothing would or could ever be known, and that everything that he had been working towards and studying became meaningless. I don't know what he he just had this huge change of mind. He put down former he put down his former occupations such as natural history and he entertained the greatest disdain for the would-be science which could never even step within the threshold of real knowledge as he puts it. He basically just starts bashing everything that he has worshiped for years and he gives up on everything and I don't know kind of what triggers that but in that mood he actually started studying mathematics and um, the branches of science um, that had secure foundations and yeah he kind of just like completely switched his passion and I don't think that was a great idea because we wouldn't be where we are now and considering where we are now I mean at the end of the book what actually happens throughout the book is I wish he stayed with natural philosophy like maybe then he would actually have some morals you'll know what i mean and the rest of this chapter is basically it's only like half a paragraph left of the chapter he basically says that this change in heart was destiny and it was going to happen at one point or another and um it was the immediate suggestion of the guardian angel in his life um yeah so bunch of like stuff about that um And yeah, I do think that it was destiny for it to happen because everything happens for a reason. But like, come on. (laughs) He could have just stayed with something so much simpler and like not done what he did. I'm being so vague about the story and I'm doing it on purpose because you guys should keep listening. Because I swear this book gets so much more interesting. Victor is kind of selfish and you'll find like that it just gets so much worse throughout the book but if you think he's selfish now because he's talked for like the like three chapters actually this is chapter one i believe no chapter two for like two chapters about how his life is about himself about everything about him in his life and i get we need backstory but he kind of just info dumps through the entire front front end of this book um I say him, but really, I mean Mary Shelley. 
like it's okay but she talks a lot she she says a lot and the thing is it a lot of it i think actually got simplified by a man i think the man who was editing her book took out like a whole bunch of her ideas and a whole bunch of everything she was working for and just changed it all around so not even uh, actually i'm reading to you the the original text so this is actually how she wanted it to be that's why it's called 1818 text which means it's the original so there's a difference between the not original text and the original text i think the one i'm doing now is like 10 times harder to understand um that's another that's definitely the reason why i am trying to help out with this because i had to read this like two times to actually get it to actually like care about what was going on the vocabulary in here it it just expanded my brain i swear so anyways that's the end of this chapter and i hope you enjoy and i hope you listen to the next one because i'm super helpful and obviously everyone here loves listening to my episodes <laughs> um anyways i'll see you next time or i guess you'll hear me next time um yeah so tell me tell me book suggestions i'll take them i'll take classic books or like um modern books catcher in the rye i can do lord of the flies i can do um i love banned books for some reason i didn't even know that they were banned until i searched up the banned books and like it's like half of my shelves right now um are filled with banned books so i can do any of those to kill a mockingbird those are classics though so yeah just send in suggestions and i'll take them Thank you for listening, and I will be back next week.